This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 234. Hey there, Vegeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthier plant-based lifestyle. I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Larissa. Now, I recently read an article on plantbasednews.org that discussed some really inspiring stats and trends that prove that veganism and plant-based eating overall is going mainstream, which is really cool. And, you know, Larissa and I have talked about this on previous shows Mm -hmm. that even in the five years, this January will be five years that we became vegetarians. Um, We've seen a lot of things change. I mean, really, the pattern. And, you know, you might say, well, because you became vegetarian, now you just started to notice a lot of that. But, you know, maybe there's some of that there, too. But really, I mean, some of the offerings and stuff that we see now are much more than Mm -hmm. even when we became vegetarians in 20... 13? 13. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, and it's not just that, like, we're seeing more things, more, like... um, products and more awareness but we're seeing them in more places oh absolutely absolutely and remember guys we live in south texas <laughs> south texas is not exactly uh vegan fetch friendly no this except is for dairy and beef uh state yeah right exactly. except for austin god bless you austin i know austin is like this weird little <laughs> bubble up there unfortunately. and ironically it's the capital which is yeah. uh, it's just so crazy to me i know unfortunately it's way too expensive so, to live there and it's so anti-texas yes really <laughs> all right but before we get into this episode uh, and we are going to talk about this article which will be included in the show notes mm-hmm. along with a few other articles and you know this was really i did the research for this larissa and i kind of switch off sometimes we usually awesome Usually, thank you. Usually she's the one that does it because I'm uh, at work during the day. But I pulled the research together for this one. I got to tell you, this was like an onion. It (laughs) was really, I just kept peeling layers and layers. And Mm. I had to at some point stop myself and say, okay, I got to finish the outline because we have to record today. But it got really deep. I mean, you start following some of these trends and then start looking at the political factors and some of these. And I can see really getting caught up in this for a while. So, right, right. so hopefully we'll present you guys with a good summary of what we found. Right. And, and if you're wondering what that noise is, I don't know if it's picking up or not, but uh, Ruthie's chewing on one of her rubber uh, toys <laughs> and is kind of making this squeaky, squeaky, clunky sound. So, so just so you guys is. know, because Ruthie's still a puppy, uh, she we keep them in the room with us when we record. We take their collars off so you can't hear them jingling. But... Sometimes they bump things and sometimes they chew things that they're supposed to and or not supposed to. But, um, but, you know, and at first I was like, ah, I feel like I had to cut everything out. And then I heard one of my favorite podcasters, Tim Ferriss, he, his podcast episodes are like two hours long. And I heard him interviewing somebody and a few minutes in, he apologized. He said, I'm sorry, my dog's in the room and she's chewing something. And I thought, ah, you know, it adds a little humanness to it, I guess. Exactly. All right. uh, Before we get into the main topic, we have a new rating. Yes, we do. And just to let you guys know, if we've had a lot of new ratings lately, which has been just amazing. And so, you know, because we only read one a week um, on on the podcast, we are just now getting to the end of September. Uh, People who have have left reviews, we read them in order so that they came in. So if you left a review and a rating on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else uh, in 
in October or in November, don't worry, we're getting to you. We are, we'll be starting, I guess, October's uh, ratings next week. Yes. And we read all of our five-star ratings on the show. So thank you very much. And it's not that we don't appreciate all other ratings. It's just that we really appreciate our (laughs) five-star ratings. Right. (laughs) All right. You want to read the new review? Sure, sure. This is, so this is from Denver Rock from Canada. Yay, Canada. Yay. And uh, the the title of their review is uh, Awesome Vegetarian Knowledge Podcast. And the review says, this podcast is a really knowledgeable place with lots of information for vegetarians, vegans, and those on the journey there. The two ladies share their personal experiences and research on a variety of topics in a lighthearted, down-to-earth way. I make a point to listen to their no-judgment, friendly chats as often as possible. Keep it up, ladies. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to leave us that rating. And you know, I always get an extra just a little bit extra excited when I hear people use words that we really, when we, five years ago, when we were looking to start this podcast, Mm -hmm. we sat down and said, okay, what do we want this to be? And these type, like no judgment, Mm -hmm. friendly, helpful. Mm -hmm. These were words that we incorporated into our mission. So it's so awesome when we hear people reflect this back to us. And it's so awesome when we see this community that's growing that, really perpetuate that so Mm -hmm. it's really cool so thank you so much absolutely all right are we ready to get into the main topic yes and i'm gonna let you kick this off since uh, like you mentioned this was your baby and you did such a great job on it so thank you Okay, so as we mentioned, uh, this what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about some trends. I think there's about nine of them or so mm-hmm. that are nine, main yeah. points. The article actually had a little bit more than that, but these are some that st- stuck out to me. And I thought we could really just have some commentary around mm-hmm. the article. And I also reached out to, as we often do, to our Peas and Carrots Society, which is, wait a minute. What up, guys? There you go. I was, wow, I was like all surprised. She forgot. <laughs> Which is our closed Facebook group. If you go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash vegetarian zen, you will be hit up with a few questions just to make sure you're not pushing your Ray-Bans or peddling other wares on us. Uh, and uh, Larissa will let you into this group and you will be entering the land of the P's and C's. <laughs> and these guys are awesome. This is when we talk about perpetuating a lot of the no judgment, just the helpful. This is a big, this is a big part of what we're talking about here. These mm-hmm. folks in this group, very helpful. And I asked them the question, what trends have you noticed since you've become vegetarian, vegan, or, you know, however you identify. And, uh, you know, we have folks in this group that have been vegetarians or vegans for over 20 years, mm-hmm. some of them, which is right. really cool. And they had some really insightful things that they've seen change. So I've added a few of those along with some of the points we're going to be talking about today. Perfect. Yeah. And then we also have uh, people in the group and, and then listeners from all over the world. So it's really interesting to see how maybe trends are different, you know, um, in Europe than they are here or in Australia than they are you know, either place. So that's Mm -hmm. really interesting. Yeah. And there's also a report that is titled top trends in prepared foods in 2017 that was prepared by a research company called global data that shows really an explosion of veganism over the last three years. And the report indicates that people are becoming more aware of the meat industry's impact on the environment and also cites something called ethical eating where people are becoming not only more aware of how their eating habits impact them, them, their own well-being, but also the planet, which Hmm. is really cool. Good. 
All right. So are we ready to get into the trend number one? Yes. All right. So let's start with plant-based milk. Yeah, so the plant-based news article states that the global plant-based milk market is set to reach $21.6 billion mm. by 2022. Wow. How I wonder what it is now. cool is that? I don't know. Yeah. It's probably pretty, not very difficult to find, yeah, but yeah. Uh, $21.6 billion, that's huge. That is, So yeah. needless to say, the non-dairy milk sector has been booming. All right, so we heard for also from a couple of uh, peas and carrots folks on this issue. Uh, Susan Sorens de Graff said, I've been vegetarian 28 years and vegan too, so things have really changed. You can buy soy milk and almond milk, chia and hemp in every Walgreens and grocery store, even in a small town. When I started, you couldn't even get whole grains without going to a <laughs> tiny, smelly health food store. I remember those tiny, smelly health <laughs> yeah, food you know stores what's so when I was I said a kid. That too. I responded to her and I said, yep, I remember that. They stunk. My mom went through this phase one time when we were kids where she thought that carob would be better than chocolate so uh, she tried she yeah i remember going with her to this little health food store it was the only one in the little town that we were in and it was in like some dinky mall and it, yeah it was very bizarre in there <laughs> it was very um uh valley girl yeah uh mom and dad yeah store so all right donna hampton said my local supermarkets now have a section for non-dairy milk, yogurt, and cheese separate from but alongside the regular dairy section. That's really cool. Right. Okay. Second second trend is that people are searching in Google for vegan. Uh, these searches are up 90% in the UK with similar upward trends in the US and Australia. So 90%. That's huge. That's very huge. Uh, Peas and Carrots member Gadget Trish said, I noticed that more places are adding more vegan options. I also noticed more people are asking me about how to go vegan, Mm -hmm. which is cool because people used to ask, where do you get your protein? How can you eat like that? You need, don't you need meat? That kind of stuff. And now they're asking you how to go vegan. That that shows why the searches are up, right? All right. uh, Point number three, UK plant-based food sales are up 1,500% in just the last year. That's wow. 1,500%. 1,500. This was a, a tribute to the increase of number of people turning to a plant-based and flexitarian diet. Mm-hmm. So if you guys aren't familiar with that, that's where you, you eat meat sometimes, but not really. I mean, you, you eat mostly plant-based, but you you have, or you alternate, mm-hmm. right? So right. it's just about, uh, we did an episode on this a while mm-hmm. back, I think. But um, anyways, this is why we try not to discourage anyone. This is why we make the community very welcoming because even small changes can still contribute to the overall change. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right. So um, Peas and Carrots member Debbie Powell said, I saw something that said veganism has grown 500% since 2014. Many cardiologists are recommending a plant-based diet for their patients. And that's excellent. I mean, that's, it's, it's so good to see uh, healthcare providers actually recommending this instead of pushing the, oh, well, you need meat. Yeah. You know, you need protein, you need meat, you need iron, you need meat. It's nice to see more and more practitioners kind of uh, informing themselves and, and um, you know, advancing this. Promoting it, right. Uh, ours doesn't really promote it. Our general practitioner didn't really promote it, but she also didn't discourage it. Mm-hmm. So Right. And she asked questions. Okay. Point number four. This one was the one that had me peeling the onion big time (laughs) (laughs) all right the point the the uh, point says 33 congressmen 
wrote to the FDA to stop plant-based milk as being called milk. Hmm. So the reason they want to do that, they, and I, we have in the show notes, the actual letter to the FDA signed by the 33 Congress people, hmm. men and women, that are urging the FDA, as I said, not to, to, to make these companies like Silk and other plant-based companies not call their products milk. And this is really just a bully tactic. It really is. And it's it's important to understand, first of all, I think, how your congressperson votes or acts. I guess this wasn't really a vote. It was more of a petition. Right. Uh, and where he or she stands with respect to these types of topics. So this shows that many large milk producing states are working to defend dairy mm-hmm. simply for political reason without taking into account our health and well-being. Well, political and... Uh um, financial reasons the companies are anyway. Oh sure, um, sure. You know because for them it's it's all about the the profits and the bottom line, and then you know they've got lobbyists that. I mean that's that's why congressmen care about this, right? Absolutely. Because they've got lobbyists in their face saying, you know, you know, here's this, we want you to do this and vote this way, and and you know whatever's in it for them, and yeah, absolutely. I mean that's, that's I'm sure most of them really don't give a a you know, hoot about what plant milk is called, whether it's called milk or not. Yeah, absolutely. And they had in this, uh, I was, one of the articles I was reading on this particular initiative showed a lot of, you know, several plant-based milk cartons. And it's clearly says hemp milk. Right. You know, and it, what's amazing to me, and this kind of goes to show this has nothing to do really with trying to protect consumers because they think I'm dumb. I'm going to go up and this is hemp milk. I thought it was actual cow milk. That's not true because there's other things that we've talked about in the past, like natural ingredients. Why not lobby for those? Mm-hmm. Right. Why, why are you letting people hide behind those ingredients behind those types of names, but mm-hmm. you're pushing this. And I think it just goes to show that the dairy industry is really nervous about mm-hmm. this rising yeah. trend. Definitely. So kind of tying into that a little bit, the next point was that, U.S. meat giant Tyson, by that's comma Tyson, <laughs> the company, <laughs> not Tyson. a giant Tyson, uh, <laughs> by bought five percent stake in the plant-based business Beyond Meat. So this is kind of a smarter way, I think, to handle this rather than trying to. Because to me, you know, you can lobby and petition all you want. I think eventually, either if if in the previous example where. They're trying to petition to not call it milk. You can fight that, but people are still going to get what they want, Mm, right? Right. So why not go with the flow and invest in this trend? I mean, now I know some people have some reservations about investing in companies that are primarily meat. And I understand that. I mean, I can totally get that. But here's the other kind of another meaning, point to consider. Meaning still not supporting Tyson. Yeah, yeah. You might be hesitant they, to go, mm, they right. have beyond meat, but yeah, they're right. still 99% uh, or 95%, I guess, at, or whatever, right. uh, uh, meat. The other point you might th- consider is that when they already bought, they bought their stake in it. If <laughs> No pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> they bought their stake in it. Um you by still supporting that, if if that's something you want to buy, mm-hmm. you're actually again. We always say you vote with your dollars, right? So if there's a demand, maybe they start to shift. I mean, they're limited resources. I mean, granted, it is a huge uh, company, but right. if they start to shift more of their resources to their 
non-meat sector mm -hmm. that's less in the meat sector exactly. right exactly. so just another point to consider but i totally get people that say i don't want to support any of those companies i only want to support people that mm -hmm. are only plant-based i get that too and that's Completely i mean that's that. your right yeah right I mean, exactly that's, and that's fine all right so gina Eveland said in Peas and Carrots says that she's noticed when dining out more places have vegetarian or vegan options listed on the menu. And that's Definitely. that's true. I mean, we've mm -hmm. noticed that definitely even around here in good old South Texas. Um, of course, you know, you're always going to have your diehard steakhouses that it would kill them to put a salad that didn't have meat in it. But <laughs> or anything but a salad. Right. Exactly. But, you know, even more of our, like, little local places are kind of uh, highlighting that, you know, we don't use lard in our beans and our, our refried beans, or we don't use chicken broth in our uh, uh, rice, you know, so right. things like that. So little things. All right. Stephanie Arma said, trendy restaurants popping up all over the place with vegan vegetarian options is my favorite thing ever. <laughs> I hated being forced to order veggie burgers everywhere. That's true. That's true. <laughs> let me guess I'm veggie never, burger I, i've never been a big fan of the veggie burger especially the bean ones oh, and so I it's like those. Yeah. i know i i don't either and so it, it is refreshing to be able to go and get something else uh and then um jen defranco said that even business events are starting to have more vegetarian plates or vegetarian options yeah all right so i gotta tell you something i was really proud of myself uh for kind of steering uh, a work event away from a steakhouse to a restaurant nice like, or, or i shouldn't say restaurant a well just a, a different right. offerings restaurant good yay that's <laughs> i was awesome. proud of myself for that one and she said you know this is interesting she said she also notices that she doesn't get as much of the the comment i couldn't be a vegetarian you yeah. know anymore as she yeah. used to so like when she tells people i guess that she's a vegetarian you know their response is oh i couldn't do that usually when people tell me that i say you know you can't think as soon as i tell them or they ask me this is the common thing i get how hard is that is that hard mm -hmm. um first of all it's really not and secondly i usually tell people remind people look it's not all or nothing i mm -hmm. mean if you just just have a day if, right. if that's something you're interested in doing and see if you can do it for a day, it's actually kind of fun if you make it into kind of a, I wonder if I could be a vegetarian for a day. Maybe that turns into two days and three days and four days. And before you know it, you're going weeks at a time without eating any meat. Exactly. So. Right. All right. So uh, number six, and then, you know, this kind of leads me to think, are they going to do, is the, the leather industry going to do the same thing with this, you know, lobbying Congress that the dairy industry is doing? Um, so the vegan leather industry is exploding. And, yes. you know, are they going to say, well, you can't call it leather because it's not. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure. There will be some lobbying from the leather yeah, company. But, for that. Which is just stupid. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so the vegan leather industry is poised to hit $85 billion uh, globally. That's crazy. It is. And yeah, so we've seen this change ourselves over the past five years since we became vegetarian. So, you know, when we first became vegetarian and we started looking at shoes and that that's kind of back when you were still wearing uh, like dress type shoes. shoes, like yeah. not dress dress, but, you know, business casual. Yeah, mm -hmm. not sneakers, uh, to the office before they said jeans and sneakers every day. Um, but so you started to look for some new shoes that were vegan. 
and were not impressed at all with the styles. I really wasn't, to be honest. And I will say, though, and I, I say this because I do our Pinterest boards and when I, I we have a board on vegan fashion and I remember starting that board and thinking there's just not a lot out there right mm. now. But I will tell you, being in charge of our social media and, and adding to that over time, I've seen much more by way of just attractiveness. Mm. I mean, a lot of the stuff is much more attractive. Mm, right. And, you know, the plant-based news article also uh, cited a report that says that the cost of making vegan clothing is actually much lower than if you're using animal materials. So three times cheaper and plus it's more durable. That's right. More durable than like leather mm -hmm. or other animal products, mm -hmm. which is cool. You know what else is cool too is when you see celebrities, it used to be even when we were kids, oh, all the big celebrity and rich people, look at me, love uh -huh. me. <laughs> they wore the fur mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. And now it's almost and become out of fashion. Yeah. You know, handbags and all that yeah. stuff. And yeah. And now a lot of that has become out of fashion or yeah. they just don't want to start the whole uh, controversy. Is that real, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that real fur? Um, yeah. Right. So, so good. I mean, whatever. I, yeah. I'm glad to see that happening. All right. Our trend number seven, 6% of us consumers now claim to be vegan up from just 1% in 2014. Wow. Now some of these folks could be closet vegans, right? <laughs> they could have been caught, but because, you know, to say you're I'm vegan, picturing them eating like, like vegan burgers in the closet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Uh, but uh, global, the global data report we talked a little bit about earlier says that 44% of consumers in Germany now follow a low meat diet, which is almost double up from 2014, Holy which kind of puts us around the timeline we were talking about when we became vegetarians in 2013. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. And when you think of Germany, I mean, what do you think of? You think of like bratwurst. Yeah. And, like, that's a huge deal. The, yeah. yeah and, that's not like a, you know, that's not like an Austin, Texas. This is like a... <laughs> All right. Point number eight. All Plants, which is a vegan meal delivery service in Great Britain, is growing quickly. The co-founder, Alex Petride, says that he believes in, by 2030, most people will be eating mainly vegan. Hmm. And he adds, this isn't a fad. It's a social movement. And that's what I think is the difference now. What we're seeing is a lot of this sticking because it's not just a paleo type mm, thing. It right. really is a social movement. And we did an episode not too long ago about these meal delivery services. And if you guys listen to that episode, you might recall that quite a few of the larger companies did have a good selection of vegan and vegetarian offerings. Mm -hmm. Right. All right. And uh, point number nine, and then we'll move into a few peas and carrots comments more. Trend spotters. peas and carrots comments. So point number nine is that... Uh, there are a lot of documentaries that have been really popular over the last couple of years. So uh, what the health uh, forks over knives, fat, sick and nearly dead. And all of these have to do with how consuming animal products negatively impacts your health. That's right. And, you know, I think that that's important to get that information out there and kind of the more, the more it's out there and in, in different, uh, because each one of these, um, documentaries has a different viewpoint and i think the more that you can put out there and what was the one uh well, let me finish my thought the more that you can put out there the more it's going to attract uh you know a, a larger group of people and then let me ask you my question <laughs> i do this all day long uh what was the one that we went to see at the bijou that 
that talked more about was more like focused. They had a large uh, focus on kids and like uh, meals and schools. And was it fed up? Yes. Yeah. Fed up. Yeah. Fed so up. that again, that's a different viewpoint. I mean, mm-hmm. it had different segments, but there was a really large focus on kids and you know and school schools, meals right. and everything. So I think that that's that's really helping this kind of movement to keep going and great right. gain speed. All right. So just to close out the main topic, uh, we had a few other comments that came in from, from some of our peas and carrots, trend spotters. Fintan Hannah said, what an, amazing, what an amazing Irish name. Fintan Hannah. Yes, Fintan definitely. Hannah, I, I, I love that. that we have people all over the I world know. that we interact with. That's awesome. Okay. He said that Ireland is still a bit behind the times with vegan grub outside of the big cities. The thing that's improved hundreds of fold is the blogs, internet recipes, and yes, podcasts. People are far more aware and interested in it these days. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Right. All right. So Kate Jiggins said, I saw a great photo of vegan spiced carrots and and lentils in a good housekeeping magazine recently. I almost had to do a double take. Can't get much more mainstream than that. And that is true. (laughs) Good housekeeping has been around forever. It was like the 50s housewives best friend and and recipe thing in it i mean it's always been like super traditional and you know all the the traditional meals and everything so just yeah to see that in good housekeeping that's amazing <laughs> all right uh julie Cherkasky, i hope i said your last name right <laughs> again my last name is is butchered all the time so i totally get it so sorry about that uh my family's acceptance and efforts to accommodate our diet and family get-togethers either my sisters use vegetarian ingredients or my dad will make a vegetarian option for my husband and me, it Aww. has uh, made me veggie is made going veggie so much easier. <laughs> I think that's totally awesome and because we, have the, we have the same situation, and so we are so grateful to our family who is always looking out for us with respect right. to that. Right. All right. And so our uh, our Finnish friend, uh, Kem Hellenius, said, "When I moved to fin- Finland eight years ago, I couldn't even buy kale. Nowadays, I can buy kale and even nutritional yeast. The in-store food magazines have whole issues with vegetarian themes. Vegan options are marked clearly on the menus. I'm delighted." I'm- uh, delightfully amazed at how far Finland has come in just a few years. And when I think back on it, Kem, I don't remember. Are you actually from Finland or are you from up north in the U.S. somewhere? I'm, now that I'm thinking about it, so correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Let me know. Okay, uh, Laura Robinson, and this was a really cool story that she put on there, and I was truncating, I was, I was shortening some of these, or summarizing, I should say, mm-hmm. some of the responses, but uh, this one was really cool, so I kind of left it as is, but so it's a little bit long, bear with me, but it is awesome. Uh, she said, about a year ago, I attended a wedding of a relative of my husband of my husband's and was a guest at the reception. I warily checked vegetarian on my RSVP for the dinner. I have been, I have been to catered events where the vegetarian food is simply blatantly awful. Gotcha. I mean, I think we've, most of us has been there. Tasteless as starchy. And sometimes there aren't even vegetables on the side (laughs) of the main entree. Well, this 
At this dinner reception, the vegetarian, actually vegan entree I received was the best thing I ever tasted. I don't exactly know what it was, but it was a casserole, casserole-like dish with a lot of different vegetables in it. I thought it might have been a cheesy sauce mix in it, and I realized it was not cheese, but likely a vegan cream and nutritional yeast. The flavor was out of this world. I made sure I complimented the chef and also thanks thank the hosting family for the excellent food I received. It was beyond so good. When professional food preparers can make vegetarian or vegan dishes that look as appetizing, look appetizing and taste fabulous, then I say this is progress. Absolutely. That is awesome. And I think I mentioned this before, but at my office, we have a coming up soon, actually, is a holiday lunch where we all get a very nicely prepared holiday lunch. And they always make sure to have several vegetarian options. And most people, when they see mine, go, what is that? I want that. (laughs) (laughs) So they even have to make extra ones for those that they, because they pretty much know the vegetarians that, that, when we go around they and ask for vegetarian options, but uh, they make they have to make a few extra for people who aren't <laughs> vegetarian, but like what they see when they see ours. That's awesome. And then uh, one last little uh, comment to leave on here. Okay, we have to make this as a, more of a joke. And this was from our friend Ray. Uh, I'm sorry, Ray. <laughs> R.J. Go- Goose? Ghost? Ghost, I think? G- G-O-O-S. Uh, and so we'll set it up like this. How do you know when veganism... Is going mainstream. I don't know, Vicky. How do you know when veganism is going mainstream? It's been at least a year since you've heard a tofu joke. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a good way to close uh, it out. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that was amazing. I, I think that was a really good. And, you know, uh, coming up in a few weeks, we'll have our uh, 2018 kind of um, preview, I guess, of what we're we're going to be focusing on and everything. So I think this is kind of a good yeah. setup for that. We got to tell you guys, 2018 is going to be awesome. We got Woo-hoo. some cool stuff coming up. We're really growing as a community and we plan to offer you guys some awesome stuff. So we look forward to sharing that with you really soon. Definitely. All right. So with that, are we ready to move into the recipe of the week? Sure. Okay. So to this week's today's this week's recipe is uh, was suggested in the peas and carrots uh, by Lisa Ross. And she said this, she said, for the first time ever in my house, I bought tofu, marinated overnight and baked it this evening. Baked sesame tofu, brown rice and steamed vegetables. It was all delicious. I can say it now. I like, and in parentheses, she has love tofu. (laughs) Yeah, I'm feeling pretty awesome right now. That's awesome. And she was kind enough to include the recipe link, which we will include for you in the show notes. Absolutely. All right. The product we'd like to promote this week was a recommendation from our Peas and Carrots member, Gadget Trish. And she had put out on Black Friday, actually, to the group, a Lodge L8 SK3 10 and a quarter inch pre-season skillet. And she posted this. It was on sale for $10, but the regular price is still only $15.92. So it's still very, very reasonable considering, and we we did a whole show on cookware, how important it is that you're if you're looking out for the, your ingredients and the things that you're putting into your body, the last thing you want to do is cook it in something that's going to release a bunch of nasty mm. chemicals and stuff. So, so it really is important stuff, to, yeah. yeah, it really is important to pay that. attention to what you're cooking your food. And I know for the longest time we didn't, 
even when we became vegetarians, mm-hmm. we didn't really think about it that mm-hmm. much. So this uh, this pan has a, or the skillet, I should say, has a 4.5 star on Amazon out of th- with 8,300 ratings. So ah, pretty, pretty legit. <laughs> 10 and a quarter inch skillet. And it does come in other sizes as well. It's pre-seasoned, ready to use, superior heat retention, and even cooking. Sturdy handle with a hole for hanging when not in use. Complemented by a helper handle. And it's made in the USA. See, that would make me really nervous to hang um, cast iron stuff on a like a wall or one of those pot racks because it's so heavy. <laughs> you can I just can hear just, it crashing in the middle of the night. I can just hear it falling on, <laughs> see it falling on my head as I'm walking through the kitchen. I don't think so. <laughs> so anyway. Well, the option is there. <laughs> okay. For, for the braver ones among us. All right. So, and you know what? Um, let, let's talk just for a minute Um about Amazon. I just wanted to say thank you to all of all of our listeners and peas and carrots members and and everybody who's has gone out and clicked through our affiliate links in our show notes and purchase products, even if it's not the product that you clicked on, because our Amazon affiliate um, uh, commissions have been going up. That's awesome. And that's all because of you guys, because we don't we don't put those links out anywhere. But on our show notes and um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So because of you guys, those sales commissions are going up and um, thank you so much because that helps to support the show. That's absolutely right. Another way that you can su- support the show is to go out to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com. You will see a video there of Larissa and I explaining what our mission is, why we started vegetarian and why very, vegetarian zen and why and why we continue to do the show and uh, we have some folks that contribute to us on a they help support us on a monthly basis which we call our golden apple round table and you can even kind of say this episode today and all our episodes really are brought to you by them because they helped keep the lights on here Mm -hmm. uh if you look on our not not literally we pay our bill our electric (laughs) bill ourselves but you guys help figuratively (laughs) They help keep the mics on. Let's say there that. There you go. All right. Uh, on the right-hand side, you will see support levels from a dollar all the way up to $50 a month. And again, this is one way you can help us. Larissa mentioned the Amazon uh, affiliate links. Or if you just want to give a one-time donation, you can head out to vegetarianzen.com. And uh, you will see a link on the right-hand side that says buy us a juice. And we also have some levels there. And it's just a one-time support amount there that you can contribute absolutely all right so what is our question this week our question this week is what trends have you noticed with respects to people's attitudes to uh changing toward vegetarian and veganism what things have you noticed have you noticed more things in your store have you noticed that people don't Don't ask you where you get your protein (laughs) as much anymore that kind of thing we'd love to hear the tofu jokes You can leave us a comment at vegetarianzen.com forward slash 234, or you can head out to our public facing Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash vegetarianzen. Or as like, as I mentioned earlier, why not join the peas and carrots group? It's totally free. And like I said, we are honing in on almost 2000 folks. Mm-hmm. We'll be there before you know it. We're, yeah. I think we're at 1800 right something now, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Uh, and again, very awesome group of folks. If you're not, a vegetarian or vegan yet, don't worry about that. People are very friendly, very helpful. As long as you are respectful of others, they are respectful to you. We call this a no bully zone. So you can ask questions without feeling like you're going to get 
jumped on and Mm -hmm. harassed for a question that might seem naive to you you might think oh uh, maybe i shouldn't ask this question sounds dumb (laughs) everybody's really helpful yeah absolutely all right i think that does it for our episode this week until next time peace out bye thanks for joining us today on vegetarian zen we've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet You can download it right now by visiting VegetarianZen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.